Jorge Prado, MXGP of Italy, 1-1. Uh, Again, nothing changed, nothing new, your useless feeling. But yeah, pretty perfect weekend aside from one sketchy moment in the second race, I think. Uh, yeah, it was a very good weekend yesterday. It felt very good. I mean, track was... After the race yesterday, I felt that the track was a bit sketchy. But today was even more. Like, I mean, if you compare today from with yesterday, uh, yesterday was way better. Um, today, the track was quite, like, uh, I don't know, like, so bumpy and uh, not really, you didn't have really a flow. I mean, last morning, I kind of find some, some good flow the last laps, but um, it was uh, quite a strange uh, track to ride. I mean, I, I had fun at times, uh, but today definitely was, was tough. It was a great weekend. I mean, yesterday felt good, and today had a good starts and and could uh, make it happen. I mean, 1-1. One, one. Instead of just getting in your flow like you would at Lommel and just focusing on riding, were you kind of focusing on not crashing and not killing yourself out there? Because like you say, track was sketchy. So was that like always in your mind? Like, don't crash, be safe, don't get too close to the concrete, don't do anything? I mean, in the sand, it's difficult that a track gets uh, sketchy or it just gets bumpy. And, and with the sand, you can, you know, play a little bit. You, you It's more difficult to get a, like um, a part of the track where you feel that it's dangerous because it's pretty much all the same, like pretty much bumpy yeah. everywhere. So, uh, But today, uh, the track, like the ramps were very hard and you get out of the rut and then you have this um, hard, slick uh, face and, and then you need to, you know, be careful with the throttle, with your position because you can, you know, slide off and, and crash in the jump. So uh, today was definitely one of these days that you really need to look for good lines and uh, like you said, right with the head and try to not crash. Aside from the sketchy moment in the second race, did you have anything else through the weekend where you thought you were going to kill yourself or die or anything stupid? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, do you mean the one I get like very close in the waves, yeah. like to the outside? Did yeah. they film that? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I tried to. Uh, I was hoping to go in a different line, but I'm, I found myself going there also because I, I had a lapper in front. Yeah. And I hate to get uh, like stones on me, like roosted. So I, I went too much to the outside and and I just went on the edge of the wave. So yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't feel that it was like very sketchy uh, on the bike because I felt like the front wheel was on the good yeah. part and just the back was sliding. So it was nothing too crazy, but for sure it would it, it would be better to go both wheels more in the middle of the track <laughs> didn't you have a sketchy moment with a back marker in the first race as well in the berm after pit lane everyone screamed uh, so i don't know what happened <laughs> yeah because um i got to the in i was going inside every single lap and then he was also like he was in the middle and then after the bump he came to the inside and then there i wouldn't say it was totally his mistake because i pulled like the clutch and the and the gas to scare him uh, but he was pretty much already in the rut, so I thought, mm, hi, I will change. I will just change the rut, yeah. and he changed with me. So he almost hit my front wheel, and I was like, no, like with the with the lappers, it's always crazy. I mean, uh, the last lappers, uh, they maybe don't know that you are coming, or yeah. they don't even see the blue flags. I don't know, and uh, not even those. More in front, like when you get uh, closer to the middle of the pack. Uh, I mean, yeah. It, it's not so easy always with the lappers. They changed the track, obviously, compared to last year. Did you think it was better? Like, I feel like they probably tried to slow it down, but it didn't really work that way because you guys were just basically riding as fast as you possibly could around there. I can't remember the lap times from last year. I think it was longer. I can't imagine it would have been shorter than 130. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I don't know if I like it more. Maybe last year, because the jumps were a bit bigger and were jumps that you could actually land perfect, you know, like good. Yeah. But this year, like the finish line on that second moto, I think I made it perfect, like four laps, yeah. five laps. The rest, I came always, I come always a little bit short because uh, it's so hard on the on the ramp that we need to be so careful with the throttle. And once we jump, we don't have that speed. So uh, I don't really know if I like it more this year. I mean. To this year was more tough than last year. Last year was more flat. And uh, obviously, another good weekend for the points, getting closer to the second title. That's going to happen in Sweden. We know it's happening. Uh, you're not going to do anything different this week, are you? You know how to go through the whole title thing, so just stick to the program, do what you're doing, and it'll probably lead to another 1-1, and then you get a gold plate out of it. Um, we'll see what I do this week. <laughs> I mean, we, we ride a lot, so... Uh yeah, hopefully we can we can do a good training. Also, looking forward for the nations and uh, um, yeah, next weekend will be uh, a good a good week. Hopefully, so hopefully we also get one one and, and keep the, the the wins going. So very excited. I mean, we are doing a very very good season. Didn't even expect that I could win every single round I raced. And if you look back, I'm winning every single race in my of MX2 category since uh, last year Aston. So. Um, it, you know, it's quite cool to to win, and and for sure we are in. Like today, I came out of the second model. I was staying in the shower, and I was thinking, I mean, we are in a dream. Yeah. Like, who could expect that, or who could uh, live what I'm living now? That it's winning every single weekend, and, and I mean, like, I can't describe this feeling, but it's um, it's incredible. Like, it's it's happening. It's happening. It's it's crazy. And uh, last thing, you mentioned the nations. What are we doing with Spain? Have you heard anything? I feel like you're probably going to be on a team. I think they might want you there. Yeah, hopefully they get me in the team. And and yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see when that when they you know they will mention the riders. I still don't know. Um, I think we can we can have some decent riders. I mean. Um, we have few riders injured, and so yeah, um, hopefully we we can do the best to qualify for Sunday. And once on Sunday, we'll see how it goes. Uh, will be the starts will be very important, and uh, and just try to have fun because it's a very good weekend and it's a nice weekend, different weekend. And I mean, last year I had a lot of fun because um, it's a weekend that you stay more with the Spanish yeah. team than. Than really with the KDM factory racing team, so you leave it a bit different, and you are more like a country team feeling, and it's cool. It's a very cool event. You'll be in MX2, though, won't you? Or is there talks of you maybe going up to the bigger bike for the race so that Laranaga can stay in MX2? Uh, we need to decide we, because I still didn't ride a 450. So I mean, uh, going up 450 is uh, quite uh, will be quite tough, and uh, I still need to test. I mean, I never rode a 450, so. Um, yeah, I first need to get this title done and then looking forward for the next uh, chapter. In Coldenoff, MXGP of Italy, uh, there's not much to say really. 1-1, dominant 1-1. Both time it looked like maybe someone could push you, but they couldn't. Either situation, coming forwards or getting a whole shot, you killed it. Perfect weekend and your first like that in MXGP really, because obviously it was Latvia, but that wasn't perfect. So yeah, that's cool. No, sure, it was an amazing weekend, you know. Uh, I felt good yesterday and uh, I knew I had the speed and... I felt like I could win because uh, yeah, Tim was riding for the championship and he made a small few mistakes and um, I felt good out there today and uh, had uh, better starts today than I had yesterday and um, 
yeah, well, what can I say, man? It's it's been amazing. Uh, it's the last time that I went 1-1 was at uh, Destinations, of course, and uh, I think today was a similar performance. Of course, there we had a bigger gap uh, on the third guy, but um, yeah, I feel like MGP is still stacked those days. Uh, yeah, we, we're missing three three top guys, of course, but still, that's also racing, you know. And um, I feel like I've come I've come a long way, and um, it feels uh, it feels really good to be back up here. Towards the end of each moto, was it quite hard to stay concentrated? Like, were you thinking, "Oh shit, I'm actually going to do this. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. Don't mess up." Yeah, actually, first moto, I got I got a bit nervous, you know. Uh, that's that's been a while, and uh, I was watching to the guys behind me, and uh, I could control, but. Um, in the end of the first moto, I was a bit tired and, and I made a few mistakes and I saw Seward closing in. But um, yeah, I finally made it uh, until the end. And um, I think that second moto, I, I was was definitely better, you know. I, I pushed really hard in the beginning, had a solid gap. Uh, every lap I extended a little bit and um, yeah, from, from one point uh, I could control it and, and yeah, bring it home. So. It looks perfect, but were there any sketchy moments that we maybe didn't see? Any points where you felt like you were going to headbutt some concrete? No, no. Second moto, not. First moto, I, I've made a few. <laughs> Hanging with, with my legs loose and, and, and yeah, definitely a few few things uh, where I was close call, let's say. But um, that second moto was actually yeah without mistakes and uh, was, was definitely a good moto. Uh, you're Dutch. I'm sure you know that. Uh, you guys are typically good in the sand. Yeah. You're good on hard pack as well, but this... If I'm thinking of a Glen Cold enough track, I'm definitely not saying this place. So what clicked? Yeah, I don't know. I also really don't <laughs> don't like this track, and normally also don't like the uh, the the ground, you know, the dirt. And um, but yeah, today uh, it went uh, it went more easy than uh, expected, of course. And uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah, I felt good. And of course, we made some changes with uh, the bike, uh, some small changes before Lomo, which which made me good and happy in the sand. But uh, obviously, it's also working on hard pack, uh, I guess. Uh, you said you didn't like this track. What about compared to last year? They obviously made a few changes. I feel like they tried to slow the track down, but it didn't yeah. really work. Yeah, I think this year was a bit better. You know, it was it was more bumpy, more lines, more ruts, and and was definitely you know you, you had to look for for some good lines, and 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 yeah, I felt like I had some good lines out there, and and yeah, it was just smooth, and and it was definitely technical, but uh, yeah, that's how I like it. Uh, everyone's talking about next year at this point. I'm guessing you are absolutely stoked to have a two-year deal. That's like the best thing ever right now. Yeah, that's unreal, you know. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty sad to see all those guys struggling to, to find a ride. And uh, there are definitely not enough spots for, for all riders, you know. Because, yeah, for example, Max, you know, uh, it's it's definitely a hard time for him. Especially now with his injury. And I uh, hope he gets well soon. And also my other teammate. And, uh, so, um, yeah. It's it's definitely hard and, and yeah as you said you know I can be happy that I signed for two years and now the results are coming uh, I feel better on the bike and for myself also you know it's it's good confidence booster um, we still can work with the bike but uh, I feel like uh, we have we have a real solid base at the moment and also for next year you know to to keep the same bike same suspension same guys and and all that you know that's gonna definitely gonna help me and and yeah I I. I I feel like I'm in a good spot right now. It's kind of late to ask this question, but coming from the factory truck to uh, here, were there any limits that you felt you had? Like, obviously, this isn't a full factory team. There is amazing support. But was it a little tough to get used to in a way? Because maybe you don't have so much freedom? No, no. 
uh, I get all the freedom I want. I mean, uh, I wrote for those guys in 2013 and uh, I was real happy that year. And uh, even the same this year, you know, um, the team has done an amazing job. They, they work so hard and, you know, compared to a factory team, you, you have a lot more guys. And, and yeah, this is a smaller group of people which need to do the same amount of work, which, which means they, they're working their ass off. And, um, yeah, the, if you get a good result like now today, if you go 1-1, it's a, a big rewarding for, for all the guys here. What are we doing with the Dutch Nations team? You're in, Herlins is in, we know that. Like, we're not stupid, we can guess that. What is going on with the MX2 spot? What do you think? Well, I've just spoken to Calvin. Yes, who we need to take? I feel like we want to know what you think. (laughs) No, I mean, uh, yeah. Tuesday we have a press conference, and um, then we will explain all uh, what's the plan about Dutch Nations, and uh, yeah, you will see it there. I guess at the end of the day, as long as you do what you know you can do, and Jeffrey does what he knows he can do, yeah. like the, it's not like the MX2 guy is going to make or break this team. No, sure, you know, uh, f- for me and Jeffrey, uh, it's same like last year, you know, uh, the MXGP guys, they, they need to make it happen, and uh, we just need one, one result from the MX2 class, but um, I feel like, you know, we have quite a lot of good sand riders. Um, Van der Moosdijk is doing good, you know, uh, it looks like he's going to wrap up the title next week. Still need to be done, of course, in Sweden, but um, no, he's good in the sand. Calvin is, is very good at the moment, and uh, in Lommel he got a podium, a second place, so I think uh, we are in uh, a luxe, uh, luxe position. Hey, uh, Jeremy Sur, MXGP of Italy. Look, good weekend, 2-2, which is another big step forward for you. Like we, like we say all the time, we've been slowly uh, moving up. So, good weekend, better than mine anyway. Yeah, sure, better than yours. Uh, yeah, um, the best results overall, you know, is perfect. Another small step with a two-stream auto finish, second overall, feels, you know, amazing. <clears throat> Even though, you know, I could smell the victory, you know, after first moto a little bit, seeing like Glenn winning, Tim being fifth, saving his championship, you know. So I said, I saw a little chance, you know, to win a GP, you know, because I, I knew I could maybe beat Glenn, but he was just strong both motos because I was straight behind him at the start, second moto, and yeah, he was just faster than us and uh, ended up second, but I'm really happy to be that solid, you know, on every kind of track, also on this shit track, <laughs> you know, to be second is, uh, is great. Was that second moto frustrating? Because obviously when you came out in second, like you say, first thing you thought was, right, I've got to do this. And then it didn't really work out. So were you kind of riding going like, come on, like, why isn't this happening? Yeah, a bit. I mean, I, I, I was second. I saw Glenn. I said, OK, let's, you know, follow him and see what he does. And because in the first moto, I wasn't there with Glenn. I started like P5, P6. I had to make some passes to get a second, you know. But second moto, I was right there and I expected maybe to follow. Bye bye. Bye. You, uh, thank you. See you next weekend. And uh, yeah, you know, second model, like I said, I just, you know, tried to follow him and stuff. But after a couple of laps, I just realized, you know, he's gone already two, three seconds, uh, like maybe half or one second a lap. And then I ended up battling with Tim the whole race, you know, which was fun too. But of course, uh, that GP win was gone. But I'm still, you know, really, really happy to, to be on the second place. When you were coming through the field in the first moto, I was watching you because you were clearly faster than everyone else you were battling with. Like, you'd get up to go to here, pick him off, and then go. So I was watching the times thinking, well, there's 10 minutes left. Maybe he can make a run at Glenn. And I feel like you did a little bit because when you got in second, you gained a second a lap on him for two laps. But then did you kind of realize that it wasn't going to happen and just you might as well save energy? 
Yeah, actually, I, I saw I gained a bit on him, but he was also getting tired in the end as he was pushing a lot in the beginning and stuff. And me, uh, I could maybe push more, but, you know, on a race like this, uh, two motors are long. And if you go all in in the first motor and you lose all your energy, it's a lot more tough to recover. Already now, you know, it's with that heat, with this kind of narrow tracks where you have not too much wind, where you stop uh, 10 times a lap because the corners are that, are that narrow and, and the concrete is heating up from the bottom, you know, so it's not easy. And then I realized he's gone too far, even though in the last lap he was right in front of me, you know, maybe two, uh, two seconds left, you know, so he was also, you know, having, a, you know, a tough time like everybody today. So, uh, yeah, that's how it was, you know. You're getting closer and closer to an overall win. You're clearly good enough, so it's going to happen eventually. If it doesn't happen by the end of this season, are you going to go into the off-season a bit like, ugh? Like, would it be good to get the monkey off your back now and then go into the winter, like, kind of knowing you can do it? Of course it would be good, but I have to always see where I come from. I mean, my goal this year was to be in the top five. Of course, as I said before, three top guys are injured, so five minus three is, is, is two, you know? So that's where I'm at at the moment, if you take the calculations, but... This is in theory, the, 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 in real life it's different and today I, I felt like I was actually already pretty close to getting that overall as you see Glenn winning with a 1-1, you know, but but uh, three more GPs to come, you know, I keep pushing, uh, of course I changed my mind a bit, uh, the top five goal uh, stepped up maybe to a podium goal, you know, so... It's close, but I'm not going to, you know, be frustrated because, you know, my season turned out a lot better than I expected after the beginning where I struggled coming from that sickness and stuff. Good tracks for you coming up as well. Like, you're well, you're pretty much good ev everywhere. But uh, Udavala, Turkey, I think of those as good places for you. I think they are, especially uh, Udavala. I have some good memories there in the past. Won a chippy there. Uh, last time we've been there, actually, I won the chippy on, in MX2 and... And I just like the place, like uh, Sweden, you know, good people, always a good crowd, like nice and, and relaxed, you know, and love the airplane show on uh, Sunday midday, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, we see about Turkey. Uh, I did great there last year, so I think I can perform there as well, even though it's not one of my favorite tracks, you know, it's not that old school motocross track. And anyway, China will be a complete different story or a new story for everybody. Uh, I guess we need to talk about this track. Uh, one out of ten how would you rate it three and a half <laughs> no it's too much i think no you know i do think for what they have here available in this place they did the best i mean you cannot you know do more what what you expect you know but the point is with all the concrete it's first of all really dangerous if you make any small mistake you end up on the concrete if you you know, it's it's not nice, of course, and also uh, the rhythm. It's so slow. Uh, the concrete heats up, especially today with that weather. You know, I almost felt like it's been worse than in in like Indonesia. You know, where it was more warm, but like with all the concrete around, it's just killing you. You know, and then those narrow tracks and everything comes together, and it makes it not fun. You know, uh, even I think to watch it was. I don't want to see myself on that track because we feel like, you know, you cannot push you, you. It's like kind of enduro a little bit, you know, but in the end of the day, it's for everybody the same. Anyway, we cannot change it. We have to accept it and we have to go on with it and, you know, uh, anyway, make it happen. <laughs> Did you feel like the changes I made for this year were better than last year? Like, I feel like they tried to slow it down by adding like the little chicane and stuff. I don't think it really worked, but they tried. 
they tried um, some places been better some worse overall I think quite similar I mean you can discuss about this but I mean yeah, it's the same story in the end you know the lap time I think was maybe a little three seconds slower I don't know compared to last year but but like I said you cannot you know make more out of this place we just should go to a place like uh, I don't know uh, have great tracks in Italy all, all around you know and uh, Friday, your deal for next year was announced, finally, because everyone's been talking about that. Uh, back to Wilvo, but you're still going to have the support from Rinaldi and the crew, I guess, you're working with now. So that's good. Like, you're changing teams, but you'll still have familiar faces around. Yeah, I mean, this was the key thing to stay with Yamaha. I mean, first of all, they believe in me. They want me to be the guy, you know, and, and uh, yeah, they believe in me. They, 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 they are behind me, you know, and this is what changes the whole story and... and I can be the guy kind of leading it a little bit and, and in any other team the top riders are already set, you know, which would be a different story. But uh, yeah, the most uh, important thing for me was uh, the Rinaldi crew being in the background. As everybody can see from outside uh, how happy I am with them, you know, how good it works, uh, mechanic, uh, whoever is involved there is just, I think it's the best team I've been so far, you know, and they really know on which string they have to pull at which time and this is amazing you know and that's important to have in the background in the future I mean there, there's I think only a few guys are like Michele Rinaldi still or maybe now not anymore it used to be Silvege Burst with the same character uh, yeah Michele Rinaldi and and maybe I don't know uh, De Carli I have no idea I don't know him but that's what I think and to have Michele Rinaldi behind me is uh, the most important for sure can you believe how many people fought and were saying you signed for HRC? Like, it's crazy how stuff gets around. Like, websites were changing the colour of your bike to red. Everyone was saying, yeah, he's definitely going to Honda, it's done. Like, it just goes to show that you can't believe these shit rumours. Yeah, I mean, I can only laugh about it because I, of course, know the true story. It's, you know, it's true they were interested. It's true I had an open ear to listen and stuff. But at the end of the day, it never even came close to, to, do, to get a deal done there just because... They have Tim, you know, he got world champion today. So, of course, the whole team is following Tim because he's on Honda for, I don't know, five years. So if I'm in there, I mean, I don't mean it's bad, but I'm going to be clearly the second rider and I'm going to be the guy they don't want to spend the money on and the guy they they want maybe to do good results, but not if he would start to win, maybe it's not nice. So that's, that's already a bit of wrong mentality if you want to win because you need the crew around you believing you can win and wanting you to win which changed the whole atmosphere and this is just already the reason why uh, it never really came you know to numbers on the paper or something <laughs> hey, uh, Calvin Vlandering uh, MXGP of Italy I feel like this was actually a really good weekend better than maybe the results even showed because look it wasn't the best track in the world it was difficult to make progress but you probably made more passes than anyone else so from that perspective it was pretty good you kind of showed what you can do I guess yeah, hopefully I get the hard charger award uh, this week. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a little bit of an up and down weekend. I thought I had um, a little bit more in me in both races. Um, yeah, unfortunately the results don't really show my riding. I felt actually pretty good out there. And it's the first GP this whole year that I haven't changed something on the bike um, yesterday in practice. So um, Yeah, anyway, um, uh, yeah, I felt good. Um, fortunately, first moto had a bad start and had to come through the pack, I think, outside top 20 to 8. So... Um, it burned me out a little bit for second moto, but um, yeah, I was happy to, to finish through that second one. What happened to your starts? Like, they weren't good. 
I feel like they're normally like okay, you're not hole shotting every time, but they're better than that, aren't they? Yeah, sure. Um, I find it a little bit difficult from going from my training bike to my race bike. There's a bit of a difference in power, and um, I'm kind of like yesterday. I struggled. I wheelied off the line, and today, first moto, I kind of went slow with my clutch and um, got pushed a little bit wide the first corner. Um, I was a little bit unlucky before the pit lane, the S. Someone crashed in front of me. I got stuck behind them. So, otherwise, I would have had a little bit better first race uh, start. Um, but yeah, as the weekend goes on, like second moto, I thought it was a little bit better. So, try to adapt. I should adapt to it a little bit more uh, faster. So what did you think of the track? <laughs> uh, if this is, if this is uh, actually a level for MXGP tracks, I think it's really going downhill. Um, for me, it was really dangerous, really sketchy. Um, like I said, not, not on a standard of a motocross world championship track. They obviously made some changes compared to last year, and I could kind of see what they were doing. Like They were obviously trying to slow it down, like little chicanes, but it didn't seem to work. Like I still felt it was just as fast, just as sketchy, like... Just okay, fair enough, they tried, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, they tried. Um, I mean, for second motor, they actually ripped it in some places. And I was like, why didn't you do that the whole weekend? Um, I don't know why they didn't rip it the whole weekend like they, like they did before the second motor. It was actually pretty good ground underneath. So just some places, um, yeah, should, shouldn't have put water on. And like for first motor, I had a bad time. I had to come through the pack and was like, my helmet was super heavy because of all the mud. Uh, almost like a mud race out there so uh, they, like I said in the interview before they, they try their best with what they have but still this weekend I think that they, um, they also before the weekend they should have maybe um, when they, where they took the sand they should have taken the rocks out of it like, uh, like a sieve you know where the rocks could, could kind of come out because now when I walk the track on Friday there's rocks like the size of my head out there and that's pretty dangerous so um, maybe they need to spend a little bit more time preparing the track before the weekend and, um, yeah, make a little bit more places to pass. Uh, any sketchy moments where your life flashed before your eyes? Um, to be honest, I didn't really, didn't really take any risks this weekend. I was quite um, not scared of the track, but a bit nervous of, of uh, going down because if you go off the track and you land on the tar, it's, it can hurt really bad. So um, I didn't do anything stupid and uh, actually didn't have any of those sketchy moments. You uh, made a lot of passes, like we said. So did you actually have a spot that you had picked out where like, every lap you knew you could get a guy? Or was it just kind of circumstance and you just picked them off when others made mistakes? Um, I had like two places on the track where I could, where I could kind of pass, but I had to set it, set it up a few corners before already. So if I made a mistake in those few corners before, it was so difficult to, um, to make that pass happen. So um, actually, you know, when someone's in front of you, you're just trying different lines, outside, inside, and outside, inside. It's good for me because... I normally struggle with passes, so uh, coming through the pack today, I actually felt quite good. And uh, if you could even remember last year here, better or worse? Um, I don't think it was this bad last year. I like think worse. Really? I think worse. I think worse. But I feel like the maybe worse. My, resu- my riding was better, but the track worse. Yeah. Oh. So what I know. Uh, next year, like things are happening, I guess. Like, I don't think we've even spoken. You're not back here next year. You know that. That's fact. So apart from that, what's kind of going on? Um, yeah, like you said, I'm not here next year, which is a bit of a disappointment. Um, I feel like I deserve to be here, and I've shown that the last two years, and I've done quite a bit for for Honda and MX2. Um, yeah, so a bit disappointed to not get the ride in MXGP. But anyway, putting that aside, um, trying to look forward, trying to stay positive, get good results. And um, I know something will come up, um, but just it's not coming up at the moment. Um, I'm chatting to some teams here and also in America, so... We will see what happens. I'm obviously looking for a good bike, good team. Uh, I don't really looking at the money at the moment. Um, I just want to pay my living costs. That's it. So, um, yeah, 
I know that I have the speed for to run top 10, top 5 next year in MXGP, um, and it will be interesting. You should be better on a 450, shouldn't you? Like, bigger guy, it should, and I feel like your style even, you're not one of the MX2 guys who just hangs it out and is almost killing themselves everywhere. Like, match the style of racing in the class and the bike should suit you better. Yeah, I know, for sure. I think that um, I'm definitely a better 450 rider, um, and I think I will show that next year. I think I will surprise quite a lot of people on the 450. Um, give me a few months to prepare for for the racing, and I'll, I'll come out uh, swinging next year. I think uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'm on a good bike, good team behind me. Um, yeah, it's. It, I think my riding style and everything will suit the 450 really well. And uh, yeah, just got to get some good starts and and run run in front, get that experience. Um, yeah, and, and just build. You know, obviously next year will be my first year in the class. Um, yeah, if I stay in Europe. But um, yeah, I think it will will be a good year. Uh, two more quick things. Whenever a guy wants to go to America, they go on about it nonstop. Like Tim, you can't shut him up about America. You, though, I saw, what was it, on a RacerX Instagram post like three months ago, you randomly started talking to a fan saying that your dream was to race in America and one day you're there. That literally like, came out of nowhere to me. Like, I feel like you've never told anyone this, but you're talking to teams out there and you would actually quite like to give it a go. Yeah, sure. I mean, coming from South Africa, I think it's more more um, closer to the scenery from South Africa is in America um, the language everything like that it's quite closer to South Africa so I think um, it'll suit me a little bit more um, obviously watching growing up in South Africa we watch the Supercross and, and uh, outdoors a little bit more than MXGP so it's a little bit bigger obviously that's how the Americans like it and um, I think it's just something new new experience and it would be cool to to go and race a series over there obviously the teams that I've spoken to, they're like, oh, how's your, how's, your super, how's your Supercross? I'm like, yeah, rode some Supercross when I was on 65 a little bit. But, you know, obviously coming to Europe, I've been riding sand tracks and, and uh, motocross all the time. So it's been, been difficult because I haven't had time on Supercross. So if I would go there, I would definitely put some time in on Supercross first and, and uh, get a feeling for it. And, um, yeah, it would have been nice. If I was staying in the team next year, I would have liked to go with Tim for the Monster Cup and, and not race, but just go for the training and get some time in Supercross. But unfortunately, that's not happening. Um, but yeah, it's, it would be cool to go to America and race. I think uh, yeah, a new experience. And uh, last thing, big question with the Nations is whether it's going to be you or Moose Dyke in MX2. From what I hear, the team's announced on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Obviously, you can't say anything, but do you know if you're in or not? Well, that's just asking the question. Um, well, do you? Oh, okay. Wait, no. Have you been told wh- whether you're in or not? And then if um, you say yes, that means you could have been told that you're not, but you don't. You're yeah, not saying. But it's it's a bit of. A, uh, I guess we'll be able to tell from your voice, won't we? Yeah, it's a really f- funny situation. I'm in, but I'm also not confirmed yet. Um, well, that just doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll be at the nations, uh, riding or not. But I don't. Yeah, we don't care about that either. <laughs> I don't know if I'll. I'd, honestly, yeah. On Tuesday, will be announced. For you guys, it won't be anything special. Um, still, the actual announcement for the third rider will only come later. What? Later on, yeah. So basically, we've been told on Tuesday that Hurlinson Cold an offering. Pretty much. Great. <laughs> and it's between me and Fernando Mosek, so. Tommy Sell, MXGP of Italy. Uh, who cares about everything? You actually get good starts now. Not once, not twice, but three times. Like, I don't really know where this has come from, and I don't know if it's going to continue, but let's just enjoy it for now. No, I don't reckon it's a coincidence either that I haven't had a good start in five years and then I get on a factory bike and I've almost whole shot, don't know, three out of three races this morning, uh, this weekend. So happy with that, happy with my starts. Makes my life a lot easier. Um, so, yeah, good, good on that front. I definitely feel like by the second race, obviously that was your third good start, you kind of were a bit more used to it. Like you, you held your ground a bit more and like looked like, I don't know, looked like you were more comfortable up there. 
Um, yeah, I'm not really comfortable at the minute because the last eight weeks I haven't rode, um, I haven't practiced, I haven't done any testing on this bike. I went back to England for two weeks after Lommel, didn't ride the week before Lommel, or, um, so actually I haven't really done any testing on the team. So, And also just in myself, I was really like, I came here just to pretty much do my job for the team because they employed me to fill in and I just thought I'd come here feeling but also not do myself any favours because the way I'm, f- yeah. I'm feeling so to come away with sixth overall is uh, yeah I couldn't expect that at all like last week I got fifth at the British Championship this week I got sixth at the GP so I am feeling a little bit better and getting my confidence back but um, it's really unexpected with the way I'm feeling at the minute we said it at uh, Lockett but it's amazing what a factory bike and factory team does eh? no it's massive like it's easy to say but if I had this bike for the past four years um, it'd be a completely different story I've got three good starts out of three this weekend I haven't had starts like that in the last four years um, I got six overall probably feeling the worst I've felt <clears throat> physically and mentally in my past four years the past um, eight weeks just because I I knew I had this opportunity I, I was so, so excited and then all of a sudden I broke my ribs then I'm racing with broken ribs and I broke my hand and um, I only broke my hand three weeks ago so that's yeah, I couldn't ride in Lommel, it was impossible and then, uh, so I've just been really down about it because it was just an opportunity that I have but I couldn't do nothing about because, yeah, it's almost like I'd have, at times I was thinking I wish I wasn't even on the team because I have a good opportunity but I can't, I can't do anything with it How are your uh, ribs, hand and everything else now? Obviously not 100% but is it, can you see a big improvement? Yeah, no, they are getting there, I still struggle in the week and, and like on a fast lap you see in this morning I was 22nd in times. Yesterday I was 22nd in time qualifying. Um, I just don't have any intensity and I can't, I can't really push for a lap, but I can get a start and I um, can ride my own race. This track was good because it was quite technical. I felt like almost the less you tried, the faster you went. So it played into my hands a little bit because I can't really push at the minute, but you didn't have to on this track. Uh, second time here, obviously. Uh, better, worse on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you like it? The track was a lot better this year, I thought. Um, maybe it's because I was on a better bike. I didn't have, Last year, I nearly had a lot of big crashes here because some parts are really grippy, other parts are really slippery. Um, but overall, I've enjoyed the weekend. Like, I've got a decent result. Obviously, that helps, but I've got good starts as well, so I didn't really have to take much risk. i just done my own thing both races, um, and I've come away, yeah, pretty good weekend. Uh, how amazing was it on Friday when the Nations team was announced and you literally didn't get one bit of grief? There wasn't one comment slagging you off. No one was angry, like you were just living your life, living your best life, I guess. Yeah, it was quite nice, to be honest. Like I said, the way I've been feeling, I spoke with Mark before and I just said, don't, don't even um, like put my name forward. If there's like a problem, I can fill in sort of thing, or I will if you need me, but I'm quite happy at the minute. Like I've been really struggling. I haven't practiced in eight weeks mentally where I've been at the last three weeks or six weeks the designations was the last thing I wanted to do like I just couldn't I've done it plenty of times I love the race I was saying this weekend how much I was even talking to Sterry a little bit ago saying like it will be the best race you can ever can ever do so um, I, I do love the race but it was nice to not get no grief and um, yeah I'm, I was happy for the team to be, be picked um, I think they, they had a solid it's a solid team and they all done really good this weekend as well. 
uh, my favorite, this is my joke of the day, I've said it to pretty much everyone, so Ben's injured. Can you imagine if instead of putting Stereo in MX2, Mark puts you on a 250? Can you imagine? Literally, the world would literally just collapse. Like, Stereo would be setting this awning on fire, the fans would bloody walk to Sweden to set you on fire. Like, I feel like I might just put up a bit of fake news just to watch it, because it would literally be the best thing ever. No, it was good. Um, Thierry, the boss here, said he's getting a 250 ready. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, and last thing, do we even want to talk about next year? Obviously, that's all happening. You're doing good now, so people like looking at the results and going, oh, fucking hell, look, I forgot about him, and like starting to talk to you. Um, I don't know what's happening next year. I'm quite happy at the minute. I'm not stressed um, about it. I haven't really spoke to many teams in, um, in the MXGP paddock, but I do know that I don't, I don't want to be racing GPs if I'm on a team like and I'm struggling all year like it's not I don't enjoy that I don't enjoy I work hard to get good results but even more so now when I'm on this team I see that it's almost impossible to do well unless you're on a factory team like um, and that's just how it is the riders on the teams are good already the factory team I feel like I'm one of the best riders and if I had um, the support (coughs) I can race with the best of them when I'm healthy but um, if I don't have a factory bike or a bike that's you know like a semi-factory team with proper support um yeah i'm not gonna bang my head against the jeep uh bang my head against the wall for another two years racing gps in that sort of environment just because mentally it's not fair on myself and um i don't enjoy doing that i i prepare to do well at races but when you have no chance of doing well it's hard mentally more than physically Okay, uh, Darian Sinai, MXGP of Italy. Uh, after Lommel, which was good, we obviously had some questions whether it was going to continue because Russia was kind of a full start. And uh, this was actually better. I feel like it was all good apart from obviously the DNF in the first one, but still, speed, pace, fitness, it all seemed positive. So you're going places. Yeah, definitely. This weekend was a pretty big step in, in the right direction. You know, I, I actually could ride these last couple weeks. Um, I didn't feel too bad, so I already knew that it was going to be better this weekend. Um, how good I didn't really know uh, but like yeah I was practicing in the week and you know a couple I saw a couple other guys that were you know in GP class in MX2 and, and my speed was pretty good so I knew it was going to be alright um, yeah yesterday was super good to go fourth in time practice and then uh, I got fourth in the qualifying race to get a decent finish definitely feels good and then uh, yeah today I uh, got a good start and then actually passing Prado in the second corner was sick um, lead a couple laps uh, in that first race a bearing or something broke in my wheel I guess I mean we didn't know at the beginning I lost my rear brake on the second lap and so I was like dang how am I supposed to ride this track like jumping all those jumps into those tight corners and I kind of just figured out like okay I yeah, just use the gears and shift down and and I started riding smooth I was definitely a couple seconds off the pace but yeah it wasn't too bad and uh, so I was like ninth on the last lap and then the wheel ended up breaking completely so <laughs> It locked up, and I was like, damn. Like, I rode the whole race, and then it has to do it, like, right at the end. But, yeah, it was okay. Second race, not a, not as good as a start. I was, like, 12th or 13th around the first corner, and uh, and caught up to 8th, which was okay. Obviously, taking the lead in that first moto, it was sick at the time, but do you kind of feel like it was the worst thing to happen? Because then you start getting excited, worrying too much about keeping in the lead, whereas had you started third and just settled into that, maybe you could have got into more of a pace and, like, I don't know, established yourself a bit more? Yeah, uh, not so much. I mean, sometimes, like when I led before, for sure, but this weekend, you know, I, I didn't really care how long I was going to last. I mean, I, I was just going to try to do my best, and um, 
and yeah, I think it was good. You know, always when you can lead, I think it's always better. Like when Prado messed up a little bit coming in that first, that second corner. Yeah, I definitely in my head was like, oh, should I just make the move right now or should I just chill behind him? And I'm like, you know, screw that. I'm going to make the move. I mean, definitely like it seems like in the MX2 class, yeah, Prado has it pretty covered and nobody can really uh, give him a run for his money. And so I was just kind of joking with my friend before the race and we're like, yeah, I mean, if I was fit, maybe I could, you know, maybe he could have, would have, should have. But I'm like, maybe I can for a couple laps. And then I did. So that was cool. Are you sat on the line now just feeling like way more confident? Like instead of sitting on the line going, ah, shit, like who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Are you sat there going, okay, this is good, I can, I can actually do this? Um, yes and no. I mean, like you never really know. Like every race you never know exactly where you're going to stack up or what's going to happen. So you, you, you got nerves and everything. Um, yesterday I definitely felt better. I mean, after pushing yesterday and, and getting pretty worn out and going in the red for, you know, the whole qualifying race, I... Uh, I definitely didn't feel too good last night and this morning. And then it's, like, so hot outside. Um, I didn't know how good I was going to do, but, you know, I just kind of make it simple. Like, hey, it's riding a dirt bike. Like, I know how to execute my start, and I know how to ride, so I'm just going to do that for however long I can. And obviously first time here. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much did you love it? Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit better, like the soil and stuff. Um, they definitely watered the crap out of it. I was like, dang, dude. When we went out in the practice, and I was watching, I was like, there's like standing water in every rut i'm like what's going on but yeah i mean i definitely like tracks like this you know like the jumps and uh the tighter uh tighter corners and everything like that has not a not super cross but a little super cross feel kind of to it and i think i uh, excel on tracks like that and obviously last time we spoke we mentioned uh, silly season and you said you kind of had a little plan mapped out uh, things are changing constantly so are you kind of just, I don't know, playing the game, I guess? Yeah, things are changing, just not in my favor. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I wanted to try to get a good result here to, you know, maybe push something in, you know, in America-wise. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you look at the results, like, at the end of F8, it's not very good. But I feel like it, the results don't show that my progress that I had this weekend and, and that I can I can run up front. So I'm just going to keep focusing on me and, and keep pushing, you know, all the situations, and we'll see what happens. And uh, last thing, Puerto Rico, you in or not? Like, I feel like they got one. What they got one rider? I feel like it's a bit weird that they haven't got two other riders. So, yeah, it's definitely strange. I mean, I'm kind of just up to, you know, what what the team and everything wants to do, and then I kind of want to do those uh, Euro Supercrosses. So it doesn't really give me too much time. But like, the Puerto Rico team manager emailed me last week, and he's like, "All right, so just final preps for Assen." And he's like, which class do you want to ride, MX1 or MX2? And I'm like, dang, I don't even know if I'm doing it. Like, i got to ask Steve. And so, I don't know, it's still kind of up in the air. But, uh, I mean, I would like to do it. I would like to race. It would be fun. And, and that Justin Cooper and stuff's coming over, I think it would be cool to race with him. And at that time, I think, you know, I should be keep improving a little bit. Uh, but we'll just see. Random question, but obviously West Coast Supercross is pretty easy as a privateer, like, as far as travel costs go. Would you even consider something like that, like chucking a bike in a van and trying to get a fill-in ride or just prove yourself? And speaking of proving yourself, is Monster Cup kind of a good place to do that? Um, I've thought about the West Coast Supercross thing, you know, like worst-case scenario, what can I do? Uh, I think just the most important thing is making sure you have good equipment, you know, good mechanics, stuff that, you know, I can actually go and perform because you don't want to come in half-assed and then, uh, you know, I mean, you only get one, like, real first impression on Supercross, so... um, I've thought about it, definitely, but I'm not sure if that's, you know, 100% what I would do. And then Monster Cup, we've also talked a little bit about that, too. The only problem is that it's just the, there's only the 1450 class, and then, like, it's kind of a lot of work, and if you don't, 
you know, I mean, I think only 22 guys or something qualify. So it's kind of hard just to qualify. Like, I feel like if I qualified and then I could ride in the race, I would do pretty good. But, um, yeah, it's definitely just uh, a different case scenario. So we're just going to focus on, uh, you know, these last couple of rounds and go from there. Anthony Rodriguez, uh, MXGP of Italy, you're back again. Uh, we thought you had a back injury that would stop you from racing here and Sweden, but somehow that's just gone away, and I guess you're fine. New colours, new team, and a big improvement, which is surprising because based on what I read, I didn't think there would be one, but it seems like this has helped. Yeah, I did um, tear muscle on at Lomo. Um, that is correct. And then I did some physical therapy, and it became better. And the rest... I'm sure you guys all know about. But yeah, it was a good weekend for me. Um, I was able to put a lot more effort. Um, I showed some speed in the beginning of first moto. I think staying in top 14 for quite a while was good for myself, especially just being on the bike a few hours. Um, it was expected for me to get tired quickly. I mean, I've been flying all over the place. I A few days ago, I thought I was not gonna race. Um, so I flew to Portugal. I had some family there that I could stay for free with, and then I flew to Belgium, and then, yeah, a lot of things have happened. I don't know what I can say and what I cannot say. I'm a little bit frustrated with everything that's been happening, but at least a new door has been opened for me, and I think that I showed some potential, and next week I'll only ride one day, because I already know the bike. I did a lot of riding here, and I'll save some energy for Sweden, so that hopefully I can feel fresh and do much better, because... As you guys have read, I raced Keoval, and I didn't do any better there, but I got really tired for this weekend. So even though I was trying to push as much as I could, starting Saturday morning, I was already tired, to be honest. So we'll work on that and improve, and the future should be brighter than it is at the moment, even though it already got better. Look, everyone wants me to ask a million questions about the boss thing. I know what happened. You know what happened. You can't say anything more right now. But one day, maybe we'll talk about it. But right now, you can't say anything, right? Yeah, that's correct. This is a subject that I will try to refrain from talking about. Because, to be quite honest, they did try to make everything work. Unfortunately, things happened the way that happened. It is sad. I wish it had worked out. But it didn't. And, yeah, I just don't want to say a lot about it right now. Especially, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. It is frustrating because we need a lot of people in this sport, like boss as well, you know. We need teams. We need people with money to start teams so there's more spots. But they do need to be done correctly. And, yeah, it is a tough subject to talk about. I don't know what I can and cannot say. As you all guys know, it wasn't a tooth fairy story. It was a bit of a stressing situation for me, you know, honestly... It put me on a dark spot. I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was one of the most challenging things I have had to overcome mentally. And it opened new doors for me to understanding what people have gone through. And when they talk about mental issues, like now I can understand what they mean. But I'm glad that I was able to bounce back from that. And I'm looking forward to continue to improve. Obviously, you knew the MXGP class was going to be tough. It was always, always going to be more difficult than MX2. Uh, when you got to lock it, and then I guess here, which is your first proper race, uh, is it, are you surprised by just how fast and intense and how many fast guys there are and all of that? I mean, I don't know all of the statistics, but I'm sure everybody in front of me had podium <laughs> and MXGP or MX2 race at some point in their career. So. To be fair, thinking about where you were, probably. Yeah. I mean, it is a stack class. 
Um, it is an honor for me to be battling with guys like Tanik Leuk. I've seen him race since I was probably like 12. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I think my best lap time was three and a half seconds off of the fastest of the race, which is considering the situation. It's not a whole lot, but, I mean, there are 16 guys in front of me, you know? It's like they're all really close in speed, and it is a challenging um, class, and I'm glad that I get to battle with these guys. But I'm sure in other countries, being three seconds away from the lead may get you a top six, you know? So... It's definitely a bit different, but it's a challenge that I like and it's a personal goal for me that I just hopefully want to try and break into the top 10s by the end of the season if I get to go to the overseas races. Odd, because uh, I thought you say you're happy with your times and that, but I thought this made you worse. Anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, next year you obviously want to stay here. The whole reason you're really here is to kind of audition for a spot. I feel like, uh, look... When you weren't here, everyone in the paddock was saying good things about you. Apparently, you're quite a good rider to have on a team. So have you had a lot of love since you've been back? Yeah, obviously. Um, it's great seeing all the people that I worked with last year and people that I worked with from HRC in 2017, you know. Like, he works at Dunlop, Dominic. Every time I see him, he's a good talk, a good catch. You know, so I do have a lot of friends here in the paddock and riders as well um i'm not gonna go into names because then i'll be naming too many people but yeah it's cool to come back here and see that i'm appreciated to be back and um yeah i did come here because i was honestly in a bit of a desperate situation in america i didn't even have a bike to practice on i was just doing cardio i think all put together all year round even including the supercross training that i did with a lone bike i may have close to three months of training this year on an actual dirt bike i mean i'm talking about less than 30 days of riding this year so when i saw a door opening here in the mxgp there was no second guessing for me you know of course i asked a lot of people a lot of things and some of them were not positive some of them were positive thinking about a future scenario but it was all i had so at the point it was I either continue to do road bikes and go to the gym and just do that for a while or get this offer and ride a dirt bike and continue to train. And that is one thing that I was thinking during the race. You know, second race, I had a rock hit my collarbone. It hurt a lot. My pants broke, came down. I don't know if you know how the Yamaha seat have that cap in the front. I lost that. So my butt was hurting quite a bit. It was like sitting on sandpaper. So I had a lot of issues, but I was like, you don't get this type of training quite often. The track is brutal. There's a lot of racing. So I continued to push as hard as I could. Actually, when cold enough, lapped me. I tried to follow him to see what lines he was taking. You know, there's no better training than that. So I'm just taking the advantage of every lap that I get to do and try and become a better rider. Uh, the good thing for you is Sweden will be a good track for you. I don't know if you've ridden there before. I don't think so. And uh, Turkey, which you know, that's a really good track for you. So it's, as long as you kind of keep building fitness, race fitness, and get accustomed to the Yamaha, I feel like there's an opportunity for you to do well. Yeah, of course. I mean, yes, this class, I believe, is tougher than what I was racing last year. But I think everybody was a witness of how good I can improve. Even though I came last year with no preparation, by the end of the season, I was doing a ton better. And I hope I can do the same this year. I already got a lot more confidence. And honestly, I hope it doesn't sound cocky, but I think I'm just going to get better every week. And it's meant to happen. I mean... To do what I've done with just a few hours on a new bike with new suspension and new everything is quite impressive for myself, honestly, because, yes, okay, 17th and 19th are not great results, but like I said, my laptops were not terrible. I mean, being 
three and a half seconds a lap slower from the fastest guy in the world. I just, it's just mind blowing, you know. It's, even though I shouldn't be happy because my results weren't the greatest, I'm quite satisfied with what I did. Last question. Uh, ben broke his radius today. Are you bummed? I'm bummed. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed. Actually. We're both bummed. <laughs> For sure. I mean, as you guys probably know in social media, we're pretty good friends. And I actually had texted him, hey, what time are you having lunch? After he had broken him. Oh, come on, that's not a good move. That's a dick move. Well, no, I, I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even know he had broken his radius. So I was like, shit, I feel bad now. Like, So I texted him again. I'm like, shit, I just found out you broke your arms. Sorry about that. I hope you heal better and whatever, you know. But then I saw him and. Yeah, it's a tough situation for him. You know, he was just getting a lot better and just climbing a podium in Lomo. But um, I hope he's smart about the situation because his last year is next year, and I'm sure he can go for a top three consistent race. And if he does good in the winter, maybe go for a title. Who knows? He's a good rider, so I'd like to see him do good next year. Mitch Evans, MX GP of Italy. Uh, first things first, you're back, and you didn't crash big, I don't think, anyway, all weekend, which it sounds like a dick thing to say, but considering how things have gone that's like a big step forward for you now you've kind of, you're now going in the right direction yeah that was the main goal of this weekend was to not have a big crash um uh well the main goal was to not crash at all but um i came together with with someone both motos on the first lap and crash and then was last so um that didn't help me and my fitness is not very good at the moment um from Really, um, since Russia, I haven't been able to train um, because of injuries and travel and whatnot. And um, so the only time that I've actually ridden since Russia was on the race weekends. So really, I've been sitting on the couch for two, three months, something like that. So um, I was, yeah, the plan for this weekend and next weekend is to just um, finish the races and get used to racing again and try and build some fitness and then. Um, Turkey and and China will look for some decent results. Did you have like higher expectations than how you did this weekend, or did you literally just be like, you know what, I'll take what I can get? You know, after Lockett, um, when I was still struggling with a few things, and I took another week off, I I had that mindset that I said I don't really care what I end up. Um, but then I had two good weeks of training before coming here and I felt really good on the bike so my expectations were up there and I would have liked two top tens but I was way off the pace this weekend. But, uh. how, how is the uh, hematoma on your back, the thumb and I can't remember the other things but the many, many, many other things that were wrong with you? Yeah, so the hematoma on my back's all gone. It's all good now. Um, I still have a bit of pain in my back um, like when I do stretching trying to touch my toes and whatnot um, but that's no problem I have a torn ligament in my thumb um, wait, they, wait 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 so you didn't because you always said you didn't know what was wrong in your yeah. thumb so you finally figured this out yeah so when I went back to Australia um, I got it checked out and yeah I have a torn ligament in my thumb um, they wanted to put me in a, a splint for six weeks and do nothing but I'd been dealing with it since Trentino so I thought whatever um, but they said if if it if I make it worse and hurt it again there's like a little hood that the um, ligament sits under and if the ligament comes out and goes over the top of that hood then I'll need surgery and three months to recovery so we're yeah gonna make sure we don't do that but um, 
Otherwise, my shoulder is now good. I can finally lift it above my head without any pain. So, yeah, everything, everything's all good. It's just um, about building up my fitness and confidence again and, um, and strength, really, because I sat on the couch for so long and, yeah, it wasn't much fun. So either way, after Nations, even if you make it through these next four races, three races, without any issues or anything like that, you'll still have to take time off to fix the ligament and other stuff like that. Like, that's coming, whether you like it or not. Yeah, and I, honestly, I'm looking forward to it because at the moment it's um, it's not fun to ride the bike, you know, because I'm in so much pain still. So, yeah, I, I'm honestly I'm counting down the days so I can take some time off and and go home back to Australia and see my friends and family because you know I've been by myself for a while here in France and I don't speak French, so I don't have many friends. So, yeah, it's a bit lonely so yeah looking forward to go back home and um yeah enjoy life again uh, first time here to Imola welcome what did you think of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I haven't got much to say about it to be honest but I mean it's any track that they try and build you know on a circuit it's not going to be that fun um I, I really struggled with the soil today. I, I haven't ridden anything like that in a long time with the deep ruts and hard pack like base to it. Um, so yeah, it was a big learning curve today. And yeah, obviously we aren't very happy. Like we didn't expect much this weekend, but we're not happy with the results that we did. So uh, you didn't have any big crashes or cartwheels, but did you have any close calls where you almost headbutted some concrete? Um, no, thankfully, but there was one time in uh, time qualifying on Saturday where I almost went over the bars because I just got wheel spin on the up ramp of a jump. And also I jumped off the side of the finish line jump one time there. And that, yeah, that was pretty scary. Actually, I watched Adam Steary do it in Moto 1 straight in front of me and had a big one. And, and yeah, that if I was um, probably a couple of one more meter to the right i would have been the same in time practice so it was good to not have a big one so you're still sketchy hey did anyone look comfortable out on this track this weekend it was yeah honestly the track was pretty sketchy uh we mentioned nations what do you know about australia at the moment obviously it's not announced yet do you know when it's going to be announced have you been told either way obviously you don't want to tell us but do you know what's going on yeah, so the team the team has been told, but I have no idea when um, when it's going to be announced. Or I know there's um, a few a few things that they got to sort out first, just to make sure that that we can run that team. So um, yeah, either or um, I'll be cheering on Team Australia. I think we have a we have a strong team this year and and um, can honestly podium. I think. Yeah, okay, uh, Mitchell Harrison, MXGP of Italy. It wasn't a great weekend, but then again, I don't really feel like you were ever like in a position to do well. Starts were everything around here, and you definitely didn't get those. Uh, yeah, just terrible starts, but it just begins with uh, qualifying day. Um, I need to improve on that, and it's just always been a struggle with me. Um, second moto, we had a bike malfunction. My uh, front uh, pull shot device actually broke, so I, just, so I started way outside. Maybe I could sweep around, it didn't work out. Um, I thought I rode really well, but I had to pass a lot of people, so times obviously didn't show it, but uh, it's just progress. You know, I'm just progressing every weekend, so that's all I can say. 
it's frustrating because last time we spoke in uh, Germany we both saying like it's going to happen there's going to be progress and there has been but to people sat at home it doesn't really look like it because results aren't showing it but if you're here watching every week you can definitely see little things but it's just putting it on paper I guess yeah I know I mean I've said once before I mean a million times before it's about the start here so that's what I need and uh, but I mean this is a learning year for me so we'll see how it goes in the future uh, what about the track this weekend? Obviously, tracks like this are pretty unique to MXGP. You had a Miller Motorsports part in the US, but apart from that, there's nothing really like this. Uh, what did you make of it? It was interesting. I hated the the, the dirt. Uh, it did have some good ruts, but there were some really slick sections, and they like the water faces here. I wish they would just groom the faces leave everything else. Um, uh, besides that, I mean, it was a pretty good layout. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like they could do some improving on track maintenance just each week. Uh, any sketchy moments where you thought you were going to headbutt the concrete and die? <laughs> uh, the triple uphill, I jumped off the track. So the second moto, I was like, oh, you, you idiot. What are you doing? But, no, no. I, I mean, yeah, it was kind of a sketchy track, so I got a little bit off. But other than that, no, it was pretty good weekend i guess you had to get sketchy to pass guys right that around here starting where you did the only way you were gonna uh, make something happen was to get a bit loose and send it so yeah basically i mean i had to try to make some aggressive passes and uh me and Sari got together <laughs> apologize for that oh uh, that was your fault then <laughs> yeah yeah definitely my fault and then uh oh yeah i did have a really sketchy moment at the end of the first moto uh, after the start that double i slid out and somebody was right behind me actually clipped my back when I did it up the face. So that was a sketchy moment. I didn't like that. Obviously, I never got to speak to you in Indonesia. It was ages ago now. No one cares, but I really wanted to find out what you thought of it. So it was ages ago. Let's just do it. But not the track, not the racing. Who cares? Just for craziness of being there. Like, what did you make of it? It was craziness, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't lying, see? <laughs> dude, there's people everywhere, like, in traffic. But I think it's, like, safer rather than uh, how, like, America is. Like, we're speed racers. We're sketchy. We have phones. They don't have any phones, so that's good. Uh, but, like, you see pictures of Bali and whatnot. You think it's this beautiful vacation spot. I, it's I, not. I have to say it's it, it's nice, but it's not. This is right. This is my theory on Bali. If you'd spent however many thousand euros, dollars to get there, which it would, it would cost a fair bit, you would be bummed, wouldn't you? Like, you would just want to basically walk into the ocean and drown yourself. Like, it's not good. Well, at least it's a beautiful ocean to do it. <laughs> I mean, there's, I know there's tiger sharks in there, so. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, and then you get to go buy stuff, and you're like, oh, this ain't so bad, because it's super cheap. <laughs> okay, next year. Are you staying or are you going? You said this is a learning year, so I guess you've got to be learning for something. I'll just keep the mystery for now. Uh, maybe you'll know here pretty soon. Are teams interested in you? I guess this team is, but have you actually had interest from other people in the paddock? Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of interest, but I don't know. I'm happy here, so can't say much right now. What about uh, US? Have many teams from over there like kind of noticed what you're doing and say, hey, we want you back? Uh, I mean, I I talked to Rockstar Husky and uh, the TLD team uh, a lot because I'm really good friends with them. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's just pointless for me to go over there for a one-year contract uh, where I feel like I'm improving way more over here than there. So I have two years left over here. So, honestly, I'd rather stay over here. And uh, last thing, I'm going to guess that Team Puerto Rico have contacted you. If they haven't, then I'm going to be shocked. But basically, you're going to be on Team Puerto Rico in my eyes because they like Americans who are here. And, hey, it's easy. Uh, 
No, they haven't. But <laughs> they contacted me last year, and I did. De- I declined them because I told them the only way I'm racing destination is for America. So I, I have no interest in doing it for Puerto Rico. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I think I closed the book. I think they're going to be calling you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think they will. So <laughs> sorry. Uh, Dirk Grubel, MXGP of Italy. Uh, look, it's not a great day for your side of the team, Tom. It looked promising based on free practice, but he didn't really even go anywhere. <laughs> he didn't even make it past the halfway point in Evermoto. Jeffrey kind of Jeffrey is kind of no longer the MXGP champion, which we knew was going to happen. But still, it's a bit weird to see it hand o- handed over. And yeah, not a great day. No, Tom had some bad luck today. I mean, uh, first race maybe a little bit unpatient because he he crashed out in lap three on a on a wet line. Let's say that was the that was the main cause of. Uh, his crash and yeah he couldn't continue the, all the, the levers been bent down and then also maybe out of unexperience he crossed the track even if he would have fixed the bike he couldn't continue you know it's clear <laughs> second race not too bad of the start but then uh, just two corners after that he got pushed off the track he had a little bit of tarmac time came back on it somebody took his front wheel so he was on the nose when he tried to pick it up first guy over the shoulder second guy straight in the helmet I tried to get him off the track, he didn't listen and did 50 meter and drove off the track being dizzy and not knowing where he, like I think he was partly shocked, yeah. partly maybe a little concussion or whatever but nothing serious because he felt afterwards pretty good already. So not our day here. Did you have to give him a bit of a telling off after the second race and be like look if I tell you to do something? <laughs> not really, I mean we told him he should be more, be more patient, I mean uh, there's no way that you beat Jorge at the moment the way he was riding and his time will come and like yeah he missed a good solid day again I mean with speed wise for sure he would have been maybe podium at least top five easily I guess but yeah shit happens so and uh, one thing I just thought of this wasn't good for third in the championship either so that's a bummer that's a bummer yeah because Iago rode solid uh, also Jacobi had one solid uh, race and yeah that puts him back uh, in a different spot again but we still have three races to go and a lot of stuff can happen and he's he's a positive and nothing happened he's healthy that's the most important you know and uh not much more to say about today but the track the facility uh, second time here i thought when i looked at the track on friday i thought the changes were better because i thought it would slow it down uh it didn't really i didn't really feel like we made much progress no i mean they tried to make it slower but it, it made it even uh like they crashed more people i mean in every session there was many people on the ground and it was partly due to the track conditions. It was rock hard or it was wet. But it didn't help in that way what they did. I mean, at least they look at it and they try to, but we need to get better than this. And maybe also the lap time is a bit too short because some guys, they get lapped already on lap four or five from Jorge. And uh, that's not any good for nobody, you know. It's pretty crowded out there then. And, but they're trying and, yeah, we will see where we get this in the future. Right, enough of that. No one cares. On to the big one, Jeffrey. We're getting closer. <laughs> Not long now. Uh, walk, walk us through the whole plan, starting from when he got back on the bike and what's coming up. Yeah, he, he started Monday after Lomo. So that's a bit ago by now. So nearly two weeks on the bike. And firstly, day by day, like one day on, one day off. And then uh, by now he's doing two days in a row. According to him, he feels really well. The foot feels good and uh, speed is slow, slowly coming back. And uh, no, he, he's happy to be back on the bike and the riding goes well. And future plans, most likely going to do the, the German Masters uh, the weekend before Turkey. And we might do Turkey and uh, Shanghai and the rest is preparation uh, for the nations, of course. 
Uh, you know some websites this week are going to get a bit crazy, try and drive some traffic in and say he might be in for Sweden. Uh, that's a no-go. No, I don't think so. He, there's no rush from our side and he should take his time to be really on top of his game. And when he comes back, he will be striking. You, you will see. And he's doing a beach race in the middle of the season? Yeah, well, it's not a beach race. It's uh, I don't know what kind of race it is. It, it's three times 30 minutes. So it's, it's, it's rather like a extended GP. Kind of okay in Lone Place, it, it's pretty deep sand, what is similar to Assen, and I think he takes it as a good training with competition. And, and what I hear, there's also other big names going to go there just uh, to prepare for Assen, and we will see. Yeah. Are you going to go there and cheer him on? Like, you're on a pretty hectic schedule. Are you going to go to the beach? I don't know. Let's see when I'm back from China how I look and how we feel after that when the season is done, and then we decide if we attend the race or not. And uh, last thing, Nations is obviously coming up, and that's going to be a big one for you with Jeffrey. There's going to be a lot of attention there, and also you've got to manage Tom, who's going to be dealing with all of that for the first time. So that's going to be a bit of a juggling act for you that weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, Jeffrey's experienced by now to ride Nations, and uh, of course they got a big goal, and uh, I think also a pretty good team. I mean, Glenn showed today what he's capable of. He's back to speed uh, after a tough season for himself, but two times. Uh, a race win and overall is pretty awesome. I, I'm happy for him and uh, I don't know who they're going to choose for third rider, but I mean, these Dutchies in the sand, you know, this is a story of their own and uh, I think they're, they're really one of the top three favorites for that race. And yeah, I mean, he won a win there and I guess Jeffrey goes there, he, he's aiming for 1-1, that's clear. Uh, yeah, everything else would be not realistic for him, that's, that's normal and that's what we work to. Tom, yeah, complete newbie, for sure he's going to be uh, nervous. We had a little meeting yesterday with the French Federation guys and so on. And yeah, but we, we're going to provide the best stuff for him. And he will grow into it. And yeah, he's going to ride his best. And I think he will do good. Uh, one more last thing that I just thought of. You're full for next year. You can't add any more 450s. But there are a lot of 450 guys who need a home and some aren't going to get it. Uh, just thoughts on what's going on in the paddock at the moment? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... This year is like okay. Jorge need to move up since he's going to win the championship. Hopefully next week. Uh, but other than this, I think it's another five guys to the age rule, and I don't see so much space uh, where they could find a home to have a ride for next year. And even existing household names like yeah, Tommy Searle and so on and whatever. I don't know where they all going to go. I mean, at the moment, definitely we have not enough teams for MXGP. And it's tough for them. I mean, for sure, there's some uh, some talents who maybe bloom up in the bigger class than, uh, like in the not in the two, MX2. Not everybody is capable for the little bike. But yeah, situation is tough. I don't know. We Yamaha Presley this was there. Rinaldi is going to retire. This is another two spots. Of course, Bill were going to have three riders, but that compensates only one. Yep. Suzuki is not back here. Would be good to have all these big manufacturers uh, out there with factory teams uh, to create some spots, for sure, of course.